Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Okay. Oh, man. Um, so, so, yeah, we started a new series called The Waiting Room. Yeah, so, um, and um, so what a great message last week by Pastor Lewis. That was awesome. We're going we're gonna to have different speakers each week, different pastors coming up to speak. So Pastor Lewis was brave enough to start us off, to kick us off last week. So what an awesome, awesome message. Um, and um, so I'm excited about today because we have Pastor Joaquin coming up to minister today. He has taken a second week of it. Yeah, so give him some Calvary love. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey, y'all, like, y'all are sleepy, man. <laughs> Pastor G would say something funny. Y'all were just crickets in here. It's all right, though. Um, well, let's just pray once again. Um, Father, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to administer your word today, Lord God. Um, when we started this uh, series as a meeting about a month or so ago, it, you put it on my heart to, to talk about this, Lord God. And I just ask that uh, the word you gave me that I'm able to, uh, to express fully from you and not from myself, Lord God. And I just ask that you, have a, uh, you give us, a, give everyone here a word, a word that they can use moving forward, Lord God. And Jesus, let me pray to you. Amen. Well, again, good morning, everybody. Um, how many of you all are familiar with the story of Noah, right? Everyone, right? Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to do Noah is because I, I didn't grow up reading the Bible every day. And I'm not the, the doctor that Pastor Steve is, or I didn't walk with dinosaurs like Pastor Lewis did. Um, I love you. But the, the point of that is that we have to understand the story of Noah, right? We just think of that, hey, it's a... Uh, it's the story of a faithful man who built an ark, um, but it's much deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. And I'm hoping I can give a, a perspective that I learned uh, over as I was preparing for this message. So if you can, uh, go with me to uh, Genesis 6. Um, I won't read every verse of this, but I do want to highlight exactly who Noah was, because I think if we are able to focus back on the word, we're able now to glean out what we need to apply to our lives. So let's, let's talk about, understand a little bit more about Noah. Uh, Started in chapter 6, verse 5 through 9. When the Lord saw that the human wickedness was widespread on the earth, and that every inclination of the human mind was nothing but evil at all the time, the Lord regretted that he had made man on earth, and he was deeply grieved. The Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I created off the face of the earth together with the animals, the creatures that crawl, and the birds of the sky, for I regret that I made them. However, Noah found favor with the Lord. Let's skip ahead to verse 11. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with wickedness. God saw how corrupt the earth was, for every creature had corrupted its way on the earth. Then God said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to every creature, for the earth is filled with wickedness because of them. Therefore, I am going to destroy them along with the earth. But make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, and cover with a pitch inside of outside. 
I won't read every single specification, but that's important, though, just to remember. He followed the specification that God gave him. And I will read lastly on verse 17. Understand that I am bringing a flood. Um, flood waters on the earth to destroy every creature under, under heaven with, uh, with every creature under heaven with the breath of life in it, everything on earth. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark with your sons and your wives, and, and um, you will also bring into the ark two of every kind of creature, two of everything. And lastly, in verse 22, Noah did this. He did everything that God had commanded him. Now, have you ever been in a storm of your life? You saw the Doppler radar telling you the storm was coming, and you did nothing about it. I know for me, we have a lot of times that someone is telling you good things, good guidance, and you don't listen. Now, how can you imagine had Noah gotten his word from God and he didn't follow through with what God had told him? None of us would be here. It's just, it just boggles my mind that when we think we know more than God or the, the, the knowledge that we have is better than his, we suffer so much more than what we could ever have gone through just by just listening to him in the first place. Uh, I, I wrote down here, we are reliant. We aren't relying on God's direction. Dependence on yourselves leads to independently operating with God. Again, I'll say that again. Dependence on ourselves leads to you operating independently of God. And we can't wait on God if we're going to go through life alone. So as we referenced earlier, um, I wanted to specifically point out in verse 22, he said Noah did this and he did everything that God had commanded him. When, when we're in walking this Christian life, the Bible can have a lot of things that, um, at least for me, I'll kind of talk about myself, it seems outdated, right? It seems like, man, that can't be true today. But then you have to remember that in times of Genesis, going to times of today, sin is rampant throughout this time. Yeah. Look at the me, the me movement right now on social media. If you're comparing yourself to everyone else, you are, are idolizing what you think is flashy and new. You're, you're idolizing what someone else has. Sin, lust, gluttony, idolatry, gossip, selfishness. These are not what God wanted for us. And the world was corrupted with these things back then. What did God do? He wiped the face of the earth. That's scary. I don't know about you, but I just get the chills thinking about God once before just wiped out everything because he grew tired of sin. Do you think he wants you to sin now? No, of course he doesn't. And especially while he's trying to bring you somewhere, hence the waiting room. Pastor Lewis said last week that when you wait, that's what is truly revealed in you. God is going to reveal who you are in your waiting. If you weren't waiting well, oftentimes you're going to start to focus on things of yourself. You're not going to be looking to God. You won't. You'll be looking to the things of what makes me feel better. You're going to, again, you're going to compare, you're going to contrast, you're going to always look down on what you have instead of looking to him. Uh, I just get, I just become so, uh, again, I said the word chills, but that's just the only way I could think of because I just think of where we were at uh, in our lives, even like if you think of just COVID, right, and how just everything shut down. It could be a symbol for what the flood was. He wanted to stop what we were doing and slow us down. But now we're going back to those things prior to COVID. The, the fighting, the disputes, the focusing on 
what we feel and not on what he has for us. What are you waiting for in your life? What are, like, what are you wanting God to do in your life? But are you trying to jumpstart and fast forward that waiting period? Are you trying to microwave your blessing? Wow. I don't know. There were specifics that he, he mentioned with the flood as well. It lasted for 150 days, exactly five months after it had began. I hate water. <laughs> uh, I don't like going on a boat. Uh, on our honeymoon, my wife and I went on a cruise. I was terrified. <laughs> I was really terrified. But I wanted to go because that's what she wanted to do, right? Um, but I couldn't be on there for 150 days, i tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but the truth of it is, is that when Noah got on that boat, he had no idea how long God was going to keep him there. He was faithful. All, all he did was just get on the boat. God said, do this. And he said, he said okay. Is God telling you to do something right now and you're not giving him your yes? I, I know, like, even kind of a <laughs> few years ago, Pastor G said, hey, you're going to be a pastor one day. I said, nope. <laughs> uh, I, I love God. I love to serve. But I did not think I was capable. And I still don't think I'm capable of administering the word. But I, what I will say to this, what, I am capable with him. If I give him my yes, and if you give God your yes, you can build your own boat. You can build your own ark. You can bring people with you to save their lives as well. I don't know. It's just something I think about. Um, but, yeah, 150 days on the boat is the scariest thing. Um, so it talks about your faithfulness in waiting on that during the 150 days. And when you're waiting, you're looking for a sign of a miracle coming. That sign became with a dove, with an olive leaf. That was the answer to that prayer, that it's time to get out the boat. When you're looking for signs when you're waiting, it can be the most subtle thing. But if you're not opening your eyes, if you're not continuously communing with God, you're going to miss out on what he's, on what he's trying to tell you. Because God is always talking. He always is. But the catch to this is, are you walking alongside of him to find him? Because Noah was the only man in creation that was listening to God. Could you imagine being the one person in this society, sounds like, like right now, where churches are, are dissipating, are we the only ones listening to God? I don't know. It's just because if you're looking for signs to listen, you're going to miss them. Oftentimes I tell clients, when, and as I have my financial advisor, say, hey, what do you think about the market? When should I get back in? Well, if you wait for the sun to get back in, it's too late. You've missed the boat. <laughs> You've missed the boat. You've missed your opportunity to jump in. And it's a lot like this. If you're looking for something to tell you when to go, you've already missed it. You've got to have faith. Faith is trusting in something you don't see. You can't always see a sign, but you've got to trust that God's going to always bring you through. Um, and in verse eight, or chapter 8, verse 21, he says, this is after Noah and his family and the creatures off the, off the boat, he says, I will never again destroy all living things. That's where God shows you mercy. God shows you mercy because it's okay to grumble a little bit when you wait. What is not okay is for you not to listen to fully disobey what God is telling you to do. Um, this is a story of, I've kind of gone over a few different things. I'm going to hit my points here in a bit, but I never thought that mercy was in the story. I know, I just thought it was just God saving people. But what happens is, <clears throat> it wasn't that Noah was blameless. He was faithful. Yeah. Wow. 
It wasn't that he wasn't without sin. It wasn't that he was the perfect person. He just was faithful. And even in his sinfulness, God saved him and his family. And he showed them mercy. He showed us all mercy by saving them and giving us all the opportunity to live. Um, So as I said, I'm going to have a few points here, kind of going over exactly what God wants. But I know for us as a church, we're in a season that I do believe we've gone through a lot of floods lately. Um, we've seen people come. We've seen people go. And there is a semblance of rain there. And what is the purpose of rain? What is the purpose of water? So I'm going to read a little bit from here. It says, for me, what I found, <clears throat> excuse me, that rain can destroy or restore. Funny, Pastor G said restoration earlier. While in waiting, we often are going to be broken down or eroded like water over rocks. But when you find out, when, when you are, when you are, quote unquote, eroded, when you are broken down, you now have a new shininess to you. It's like being refined by fire. It's like you're being a, now a new jewel and a new gold underneath God's fire. Uh, it brings life. You're tested. You are essentially made new. Um, I kind of made this corny joke. I don't know if anyone listens to Boys to Men. He sings, Can You Stand the Rain? Right? I'm not going to sing because Pastor G don't want to hear me sing. But, but can you stand the rain? Seriously, though. Because if you can stand the rain, you can be made new. Because that's what God is bringing the rain in your life. You should be excited when rain comes. Because oftentimes there's a rainbow at the end of it. Corny, but it's the truth. It's the truth. God's doing that in this church. He's restoring families. He's restoring marriages. He's giving people hope. Um, it's just a matter of are you looking at the raindrops or are you looking forward to the sunlight at the end of it all? Uh, I, just, I just know that whenever we are going through things in life, we get so caught up in what we're going through and we miss out on what any, the opportunity we have to serve while we're waiting. Because when we focus on other people, on our other people and our purpose in God, the things that we go through reduce. It's less about me and more about the we. Because essentially when we are walking by faith, when we're living by the purposes and we're living by the word, never once does it say serve yourself. I'll be hard-pressed for someone to tell me that. It's always about what can you give. What can you give? Thank you. Can I have that picture really quick, Vicki? I appreciate you. I know this is corny, but I, wanted to, I was thinking about this when I was doing the message as well. So it's a picture of an ark. Who do y'all see in that ark? <laughs> because that's who we, that's who, I don't know, for me, for our church, that's, that's our head pastor, Pastor Lana, Pastor G, right? Yeah. I know you had to put your readers on to see it, though, but it's fine. But it's funny. Are, who are you trusting to get on the boat with you, right? Yeah, who is on your boat? Who's on your boat? Because when we look at the kind of the storms that they went through in 2022 that I won't rehash, but what I can tell you is that God is going to use their trials for a better future, for more abundance in this world. Yeah. Because essentially, whenever we are getting on a boat, it's scary. You don't know everything that's going to happen. There's no promise that you're going to make it through at the end. But what God has promised is that he will never leave you. And he's already told you, I will never flood the earth again. So point one I want to make, where is your focus, on God or the water around you? 
In Isaiah 43, 19, it says, For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers through the dry wastelands. Water can bring life to dead things. Noah experienced this in your life. As I, and I said, I want to make sure everyone has a word with them today. What waters or what floods in your life right now are bringing new life? I know for me, when I went through my 2022, I was reminded that I was letting too many bad things on my boat. I can't be everything to everyone all the time. And what that does is it stretches you thin and you're unable to pour into places that are actually needing your water. I don't know if I'm just preaching to myself, but I thought I was like, man, I, this is going to be good. Let's, <laughs> let's go. But, but honestly, it's just what can you, who are, where are you focusing? Are you focused on everyone else? Are you focused on the things around you? Because if you don't focus on the right things, you're going to allow the waves of life to, to move you. You're not being anchored by God. God is your anchor. God will keep you and help you get through every situation in your life. If we could be a little bit more like Noah, our lives would be a lot easier. Point two. Again, I said, who was on your boat? I referenced a picture earlier. Uh, Pastor Lewis said uh, also last week that God grew tired of our wickedness, and he, he wanted to expose some things in the world. But are you allowing the water to reach the edges of your boat, and do you have the right crew with you? Because if, as a church, the hope is, and if we put our hope in God, we have the right crew with us here. Having the right crew on your boat will allow you to, to accomplish the mission that God has for you, that he has for that boat. Noah, his family, he had the right crew with him. They saved us. I mean, if, if God didn't, again, God had, does everything for a reason, for a purpose. But if we don't trust in that purpose, if we go by what we see, we won't ever, we will always miss out on what he's exactly doing in our lives. And if we're hanging around the wrong, the wrong people who are influenced on worst traits, who are saying, hey, go do this, feel for yourself, YOLO, live for, live for right now, right? You're, gonna, you're not going to be able to do the things he wants for you. Because God doesn't say, do, do what feels good to you all the time. He doesn't. I know I can grow cynical and ungrateful if I get focused on myself. You don't appreciate things when you're looking at serving yourself. Um, especially when you have the wrong influence in your life. We're, we're, I'm not, and I'm not saying that you're not here to commune with people. I'm not saying that you can't live life and have fun and, and enjoy things in life. But what, is, what we're not supposed to do is, uh, is become comfortable sinning and become comfortable allowing people to perpetuate certain sins. Because essentially, if you get focused on yourself and how you look or how you feel or, hey, I'm just going to do me, Doing you does not doing God. That's, that's now allowing you to be able to walk faithfully with him. Again, it's not that I'm telling you not to commune with other people, but I'm asking you just to make sure you're having the right people on your boat with you in your life. Be purposeful in who you let in your, speak into your life. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And when you let unwarranted influences come in, you will endure much more hardship than you would ever have to go through. This good? We're going? Yeah. We go. All right, cool. Hope I'm not going too fast. Uh, 
If you can, go to 1 Peter chapter 1, 5 through 7. This is something I, I was thinking of too. I'm going to read from it directly, so you have to pardon me. Does everyone have it? Good. Okay. Bless you. Yeah. Blessed be the Lord, the God our Father, because of his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, of course, this is in the New Testament after the flood. And in an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through the faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials that, pro that, pro that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which through perishable is refined by fire, as I mentioned earlier, may result in praise, glory, and honor. And that revelation of Jesus Christ, though you are, have not seen him, you love him, though you through not seeing him, now you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of our souls. I wanted to read that because it's asking, the point three that I had is, can you stand the floods? When you reverse that back to this text, it's saying giving you hope, a living hope. We were given a living hope through Jesus Christ. Because even though we endure trials now, we are now able to have full confidence and faith that we're going to get through those trials. Um, and I'm a very analytical person. I reference that I'm an advisor for, for a living, right? So I'll oftentimes, A plus B has equal C. But many of your, your trials, and I'm not going to pick on anyone in particular, but you will ask yourself, God, what is the purpose of why I'm going through this right now? That's not, doesn't make any sense. It's not logical. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. And it says in verse 6, you rejoice in this, even though for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials, that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, may result in praise, glory, and honor. Sometimes you don't see that praise, glory, and honor right away. You don't. And I'm here to encourage you, brothers and sisters, just to continue to fight, continue to endure the floods. Because if you stand those floods, you will see praise, glory, and honor. Praise, glory, and honor. When we get through these storms, we will have the clarity and peace that we need because God has said he's going to give us everything that we need, a life abundant with his peace. Our lives are not here. They're not going to stay here. They're in another place. But if you focus on what's here, you won't have Praise, glory, and honor. I don't know. I just thought that was good. Just praise, glory, and honor. Point four that I had. Trust your ark. Trust your church. Trust our God. Wow. Um, in Genesis, it said that Noah followed God's exact specifications. Noah trusted God, and if he didn't, the flood would have swallowed us up, every person and every animal on it. What is your trust doing for other people in your life? Like I said, if God didn't trust, I mean, if Noah didn't trust God, where would we all be? Now I ask this of you. This is another challenging question. Is your distrust hurting other people in your life? Wow. Are you trusting in God's direction fully? I know for me, if I don't walk 
the way I'm supposed to walk, my three kids are affected by it. And that humbles me. It humbles me because I didn't have the, my mom is here today. That was my mom, it was my mom and my dad. That's just what it was. But now I think as a father to my kids, if I'm not, if my wife and I are not giving our kids everything that they need, as God is giving us everything that we need, our father, are we malnutrition? Are we actually getting all that we need? Are we trusting in the guidance that we're getting to, to spread to other people? When we don't trust, we can't lead. When we don't trust, we can't be the image bearers of God. Without trust, you can't love to the best of your ability. When we don't trust, we can't rest. You can't do any of the things that God has told you to do, that he has called us to do, without trusting in him. Faith is trust in what you don't see. Noah had no idea when the waters were going to subside. 150 days he was in in that boat. That is an eternity. Again, I'm telling you, I was afraid. But what I'm telling you is that you have to trust. You can't be what God wants you to be if you don't trust in him. And if you don't trust, your distrust can hurt everyone else around you. Think about other people. Like I said, I referenced my children. They mean everything to me. For people who are here today, you saw me holding my youngest daughter. That's, that's, That's just who I am. I'm all that. But I know if I don't trust in the word of God, I can't be the father that God is calling me to be. He is telling you that he's here. Don't look for proof of the the flood going away in your lives. What I'm asking you to do is just look for the truth in the word. Look for comfort here. Look for comfort in the church. I said, look at the boat and who's on your boat. Look for other people to be, if you're crewed up with the right people, that waiting isn't so bad. You're not waiting alone. You're waiting with the people who are able to continue to give you the confidence and peace to give you what you need to give you rest. God is telling you, don't worry, I got you. And that's the kept thing I kept hearing as I was preparing for this message is that he said, well, okay, don't worry, I got you. Um, like I said, I don't, I'm, I'm not the, the senior pastors that I, I've been blessed to be around here, but what I will always do anytime I get the opportunity to speak, and especially as I speak to the youth, is just give you a fresh perspective of what God has done in my life. And a lot of the things that God and God has done in my life has just given me peace, peace of mind. And when you are like Noah in this boat, I looked through the text. I never saw that Noah was afraid. He rested knowing that God was faithful, that the waters would subside and that he would see the land again. Abundance of life and blessings are here. We just have to just trust that God's going to get us there. Uh, in closing, Proverbs 3, 5, Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, which is, I'm sure everyone is familiar with, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you the path to take. Now, I've continued to hit on the point that Noah trusted in God. He didn't build a boat based off what the boats we see today. He built it with the exact specifications that God told him to, with the resources that were there for him. Now I'm asking you all today, build your boat, come to church, and rest and trust that God is putting you in the position that he's calling you to be.
Because he, as it said as it is in his word, he will show you which path to take. He will direct your steps. Don't direct your own steps. Don't be your own navigational system. Don't be your own GPS. Wow. This is your GPS, wow. right? Our pastors, they're here to guide us to this GPS. Don't look for your pastors to tell you how to live your life. Look for them to put you right back to the Word. Give God your time. Give God your focus. Be aware of who's on your boat. As I referenced earlier in my four points, I'll holler at them just one last time. Where is your focus? Who is on your boat? Can you stand the rain? And trust that your boat can withstand that rain that you're going through. Pastor Jay, I thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if nothing else, we know that Joaquin <laughs> has sprayed a cruising. <laughs> I, I think that, I mean, it was a wonderful message. Thank you, Pastor Joaquin. But right at the very end, he just kind of threw in a one-liner that I thought, whoa, that is so powerful. That if we don't trust, we can't rest. Did y'all hear him say that? It just kind of threw it in and went right by it. I thought, whoa, that, that just grabbed me. We don't trust, we can't rest. You could turn that around and say, if we trust, we can rest. <laughs> if we trust, we can rest. Let me imagine Noah. How long did he build the ark? It was like 100 years. Long, long time. Wow. Amazing. So while we are talking about being in a waiting room, and every single one of us have some capacity that we're in a waiting room. All of us have something. And if, and I'm sure that, and I, pre I appreciate Pastor Joaquin saying he just wanted everyone to get a word. Well, I don't know, but my word was, if I can trust I can rest. Now, if, if you didn't get a word, grab that one, right? If you can trust, you can rest. And that's what we're supposed to be doing while we're in the waiting room. That doesn't mean passive. Pastor Lewis mentioned that last week. <clears throat> um, you know, waiting isn't passive. Resting isn't passive. We're resting in God. We're receiving from Him. We're drawing from his strength. We're growing in the Lord when we rest. Amen. So let's stand together. <clears throat> I, uh, I just wonder how many of us, you know, we come to church, and, and, and I, I know I'm guilty of this. We come to church, and we just kind of go through the motions. But, but I just wonder how many of you, God just like kind of shook that up for you this morning. And... And helped you realize, whoa, I, I, need, I need to increase my level of trust. I need to be able to rest in the Lord. And I want to pray for you this morning that God will help you do that. And whatever else, whatever, whatever God spoke to you this morning, I, I encourage you to write it down. Because God, he doesn't do that 
for us to just forget it. So whatever it was that you heard from the Lord, I wrote it down. Without trust, I can't rest. So whatever you felt like the Lord was saying to you, write it down. And also write down if you can't rest, you can't trust. If you can't trust, you can't rest. You need to make sure you write that one down. But I want to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you so much for this very powerful word that we've heard today. Lord, that we go through seasons. And what a what a thought also that we we don't we're not just looking for proof that the flood's over. We're just resting while the flood continues. We're resting while the rain's pouring down. We're resting while we're still in the ark. We're resting. We're trusting. And God, in this room right now, I know there are people who are stressed, who are anxious, who are concerned. Some are even afraid as they think about the future. Hallelujah, Lord. But I pray today that you would speak into their hearts, that you would breathe into their hearts a deep level of trust. They can trust you. You are faithful. You are good. And you, Father, will never leave us. You'll never forsake us. You will sustain us. You will encourage us. You will help us. You will strengthen us. You are faithful. And we can trust you. Would you receive that right now? Holy Spirit, I pray you'd breathe trust into every one of our hearts. Help us, God, where we've been fearful and anxious and worried. God, wash that out of us right now. Help us, Lord, to rest. <laughs> to rest in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Well, we're going to allow you to be dismissed, but if you need special prayer, we are always here for you to pray with you. We don't ever want you to come to church and leave and think, I didn't have anybody pray with me. So if you need someone to pray with you, please step down to the front and let someone pray with you and, and encourage you. And God bless you. Have a great week and rest this week. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.